Got it. Got it. Yes. Got it. So you were talking about telling their telling our stories. Yeah. And that legacy. And I was thinking, you know, that's kind of what we're doing on this podcast. And inadvertently, maybe, but really that's kind of what we're doing. We're talking about Appalachian people and their resiliency and what we're all about and what our opinions are and the things that are affecting us. Yeah, and I think we mostly are talking about Appalachian women's stuff. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I would like to think that we include all of humanity in our in our grateful consciousness. But honestly, I'm from here and this is all I really know. And I'm okay with that. I had to laugh the other day at the weirdlings. I'm at you weirdlings, you understand. But that how many of them are cleaning their house while they listen to our show? I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I was like, girl, come over here and clean my house and I'll do the show live for you. Absolutely. I would do. Absolutely. I thought that was pretty interesting post. Because in my mind, the people who listen are always going to be driving to work. And I don't know why I just think that so much, but I'm, I don't believe that's the case with most of our listeners. Uh, y'all, if you, if you feel like it, chime in and let us know what you're doing when you're listening to the podcast. Our weirdlings crowd, uh, Ilsa, the gal who runs the group there had already asked that question. And uh, so many of them were like, yeah, I was mopping my floor or I was doing my housework or. And I guess people talk back to us in the podcast, too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah, While we're talking about Ilsa, let's say two things about her. Okay. She's having some, uh, she's been having some health issues. She's going to have some surgery. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember if it's this week or next week. Soon. She's having surgery soon. So y'all remember her in your thoughts and prayers. Her surgery and, is in and, April. Pardon? I think her surgery is in April, I think. Okay. All right. So it's not immediate, but it's soon. She told me, but I can't remember. Yeah. And um, the nice lady that gave her a truckload of yarn that she then passed on to me for all my knitting projects, that wonderful woman uh, died this week. Oh. Oh. And I just want to remember how yeah. kind that was of her to give all that beautiful yarn away. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary, like a llama yarn from Peru mm. and, and baby lambs from Scotland. It's just, just, I would oh. never ever have been able to afford that kind of high quality yarn. So wow. that and, was and very, very kind of all of the parties that got that yarn to me. And and look at what you did with it. And so that yarn, you knitted scarves and washcloths and all, all kinds of cool little goodies for people that went out basically all over the world, I guess. Yeah, your- all over the country. I don't think I sent anything out of the country. But okay. I've mailed them to a lot of different places. And mm-hmm. there's still so much more to go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. It makes my hands hurt just thinking about it. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, don't don't. Your hands can't do that no more, can they? No, not that. I mean, I enjoyed crochet. I never did knit, and but I I enjoyed a little bit of crochet. But I never was a big thing for me. I never loved, loved, loved it. Um, you know, I like to embroider. Is that crazy? Uh, No, I love to embroider. Really? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, People still do the, Yeah, that's the earliest thing I ever did. My mother taught me to embroider when I was very young. Me too. We embroidered pillowcases. And to yep. this day, I love embroidered pillowcases. Me I too. Do. We ought to we ought to reclaim that art. Yeah, I would be willing. Pillowcases. I'm sure there are people still do it. I I just haven't done it in years. Yeah. Well, you know, this goes back to the earlier conversation because now you go buy a Berina or Bernina or whatever Bernina, that's called. Uh huh. Bernina, and it will do any embroidering, anything that you want it to do, and you just you just put your instructions in there. And it'll and put the the different kinds of thread that you want to use in there, and it will come out, and it'll be beautiful, and it'll be perfect. And you didn't do it, but you did, but you didn't. Well, and it goes back even farther than that too. That you know, people just don't decorate the way they used to. So the idea that you would you would use uh, pillowcases that didn't have like a little tatting along the edge yeah, or some embroidery that just, that just made it, I don't know, just made it perfect somehow. It, it did. I, I remember, I remember those things in like little napkins. Yeah. That would have things on them. And what were the other things that they would, Oh, the one thing that I love and I don't hardly ever see them anymore. And it's a shame because uh, are these little towels that have crochet at the end and then they have a little button so you oh can- yeah I've got yeah. I've got two of those I'm looking at them right now that hang on my um, uh, where the sink is yeah I love those yeah I love them love them and I've still got some from from my family so I guess from when I was a kid but I don't see them out really not that I'm looking for them, but man, I really like that stuff. It just kind of made everything a, a house. And doilies, which I think is just hilarious. Country folks loved doilies, and they were always hand done. The lace that was hand done. Oh my gosh, yes, or t- tatted lace. Tatted doilies. Lace, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, it was a way for um, a person, a working class person or a middle class person, could. Um, could have real beauty in their home. Oh yeah, um, and and also because people were dirtier back in the day than they are now, so you wanted to protect the arms of the chairs yeah. and the you know back of the couch and stuff like that with those uh, doilies and antimacassars. Oh yes, and afghans. <laughs> and I remember, I love that. Yeah, all that stuff. I've got a beautiful shawl. That John Tree made for me. Hey, John Tree, I love you. Um, and I keep it on the back of the couch for mm-hmm. two reasons. It makes the couch look finished. You know, it just looks beautiful. Yeah. The colors are perfect. And also of the evening when I get chilly, when I'm watching TV, I just reach behind me and pull that shawl off. And I wrap <laughs> it around me and I think about John. I think about his mama. And just I just feel really blessed by that. He must be a very talented person. He is. He's incredibly talented. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that I've ever met him. I never have either. And he and I exchange things. In fact, I owe him something. I need to get him something in Scotland and send it to him. Yeah. yeah. He's just, he's a, he's a good man. 
if I sound distracted right now, it's because I got on your page. You directly went to your page. And I'm, I can't believe the funny damn memes you have. You're pretty good at that. I know. I went meme crazy yesterday. Did you? <laughs> I did. I said, I, I don't have anything in my head today. So I'm just going to be doing memes. And I had stolen them from, I've got my friend Melissa and my daughter Kat and a couple other people do these meme dumps. Well, they'll, they'll dump 50 or 60 memes. I and I do I go through them and I just steal the ones that appeal to me. So yeah, I did a I did a uh, a day of memes yesterday. I I have been tempted in the past to to have a meme dump day myself because I love them so much, and I and I don't even apologize for that because I have seen some memes that opened up my eyes and made me think differently but i've seen some that have made me laugh until something came out of my body like I spit exactly uh, but, there's and, some that are so funny and so clever i can't oh i love yeah. it <laughs> yes oh yes and some, of them, some of them just hit me right in the feels too i know well you know <laughs> your big tough yard man yeah is a sucker for uh cute animals is what I found. Of course he is, as long as they ain't groundhogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't consider the groundhog an animal. It's a nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> well, lately I have fallen in love with this little Irish boy. Uh, Jacob, I think is his name. Uh -huh. And he, he is the talkingest kid. And his mother will interview him. He, he was talking about valentine's day and he what he was gonna was his mama gonna get him a valentine and there was another one he, him and his daddy were gonna not go to they weren't gonna go to school or work tomorrow right daddy right you're gonna tell your boss oh i don't feel good he's just hilarious <laughs> that sounds and, he and he's, Irish i don't know he's maybe four years old something like that I've been secretly watching, you know, I always tell you what I've been watching. I've been secretly watching cats doing Kung Fu. Oh, that's so funny. It is. Yeah, it'll have them in the middle of a jump or something. It slows them down and puts the Kung Fu, Fu sounds and music with it. It's hilarious. That's, that's when my brain is just done. It's just done. I just need to laugh for a second. <laughs> Well, my friend Mary for my birthday gave me a little plastic toy that's a screaming goat. <laughs> so you push a little button and it goes. Ah! <laughs> it's pretty funny. That sounds funny. That's, that's very clever. Good for her. Well, did you get to see your daughter? I did. She came in uh, Saturday morning and she left Sunday afternoon. Uh, and we so had to hang out, eat some Mexican food, and uh, she helped out getting ready for the party, and it was great. Oh. I like I like my daughter, and she has turned. I mean, she always was a really cool person. And yeah, she's not a cool grown up, and I like that. That's nice because you can she's, relate to her in a she's, different way. Yeah, she's smart. And she's kind, and she's got a wicked sense of humor. You know all that stuff that I admire in all in people in general. And to have that in my daughter is just wonderful. Yeah, I bet it would be. Yeah, um, a, I, I met person. her once. Really, only once? I think only once. Yeah, 
and, well, and it was at the cottage. She came in with a friend. Yeah, and, yeah. And she, uh, you know, she left here when she went away to college when she was eighteen, mm -hmm. and she ain't she ain't come back. So, <laughs> well, independent and strong woman, and that's exactly what you'd hope for, I'm sure. Yes. In fact, I told her probably on Sunday that. There was a part of me wish she could just give up her entire life and move home. Yeah. And I said, but as soon as I think that, I think, oh, God, how awful that would be for you. But it would also be awful for me. So don't do that. <laughs> it would be awful for you? <laughs> Live your own life. Yes. Yeah. To have a grown child hanging around your house. I, I, I think that there is definitely a place for that and depends on the personality type. But there are people who thrive that way. And I have to think, 150 years ago, that was the norm. That was the norm. It was the norm, but also because... Uh, Necessity. The children were getting ready to... If they got married, they mm -hmm. either went on to their own place, they lived with their in-laws, or they lived with you. So, Yeah. So they but, would stay with you till, till that happened. They would mm -hmm. just go out on their own, mostly. I mean... So there's certainly yeah. there were people who did. Yeah. So it's it's not, you know, it's not that I have a problem with some people doing it, but I think that generally we need to have independence at a certain age and at well, least try it. <laughs> I've always loved the idea of a compound. And that's the way old old farmsteads used to be. You know, there'd be the big house, the farmhouse, and then whatever young'uns were going to stay then they'd they build would, a house for the young'un on the edge of the property uh, yeah. opposite opposite yeah the, yeah and, and and they still you know that still does happen to a certain I know, degree it does it does happen and that's a good thing i think yeah you just can't count on it but it, it was a it's okay it's okay way to live i guess if you get along with your parents Yes, and that's really the key, isn't it? It is, and there are people like me who I have this exaggerated desire for independence and privacy and things that you know. When you're a sick child, you have you have uh, if you're lucky, if you're extremely lucky, you have a support system that's involved in your life. Yes, right? so. As a as a young person, I mean, I knew that all my life was that people watched out for me, which is mm -hmm. I can't believe how fortunate that makes me. But did I appreciate it? <laughs> Sometimes I did not appreciate it. Okay, and and that's natural too. You see, you want to grow up and be independent. There's a place there for for yeah. you. It's it's an important thing. I, yeah. You just threw me right back in time to. My mother was not in the hospital very often, mm -hmm. but her big thing about it was if I'm in the hospital, I don't want anybody to come and visit me and hover over me. And that's the word. Don't be hovering over me. Right. Okay. I, mean, I won't. That term hover mm -hmm. mother. Yeah. That, that, that came around about 10 years ago is the first time I've ever heard it. But yeah. So, and like I said, I mean, there is a part of me that is so appreciative for it because I wouldn't be here. No way would I be here. Right. I exactly. And uh, I'm incredibly lucky. My mother actually changed her career path be because I was 
had had poor health and they were really trying to learn about children and allergies and trying to figure it out. There was a doctor here in Asheville that became famous later on. His name was Dr. Claude Frazier. And he became well known because of his books that he wrote about children and allergies. And they kind of became, you know, guidebooks for some folks. And he also was responsible for, I don't, I don't think he created it, but he legislated, had it legislated to become legal for people to have EpiPens. Oh, it was not legal? No, you couldn't have a medicine like that. No, that was definitely not legal. And EpiPens came around. And like I said, I don't know if he created it. He might have helped test it. I can't quite remember. But I do know that he was a huge advocate for it. And he might have been one of the first people who who did try to advocate for it. And how many lives got saved because of that? You know, but and so he was right here in Asheville and he was my allergist and he would write books and he would put stories about me in the book <laughs> because I was allergic to everything. And uh, they were just learning about stuff like that back then, you know, about environmental illnesses and and sensitivities and stuff like that. So but he was a, a interesting guy. Hey, interesting guy. And I think he was very religious. I seem to remember that. He was always, you know, uh, he didn't quote the Bible, but he had Bible quotes in his office uh, everywhere. And I think his books had a lot of that. Because I, I got curious as an adult and eBayed as many of his books as I could find so that I could go back and read them. And, uh, you know, a lot of it was outdated when I by that time but it was still for me it was interesting to to watch or read about that process and how the medical community will come together to figure something out but they do it they do it at a local level and then they share their research and data and that I think is a high use of uh, computers too is that sharing of data I'm wondering, was he a Seventh-day Adventist? He because might have been. Because we have so many really good medical professionals here who are uh, Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, Dr. Uh, Schutte was another one. He was a Seventh-day Adventist. Uh -huh. He was a general doctor. So my, uh, he my might have been the one who recommended. Might have been. Might have been. There's a, it was quite a lot of those uh, in the he healing professions around here. Yeah. All right. So it says here that Dr. Frazier died in 2005. And uh, allergists, these scriptures, and taxis as a team. I don't know that has a name in there, but, uh, and there's some photos of him. I think I'll, I'll try and find out, see if I can find something interesting about him and put that up on uh, the weird page, just in case anybody's interested. And also, you know, the other medical thing I'd love to find out about is bioptic telescopic lenses. Have you ever heard oh. of them? No, I don't think I have. I, I just started reading about them this morning. And um, I, evidently, 
they exist and I've seen them on Amazon for $49, but I've also seen them for $4,000. So there, with such a huge price difference, I like to know if, if, they, if they work because that's not something that uh, Medicare pays for as far as I know. But wouldn't that Whoa, be a cool interesting? Yeah. So this, this is the medical episode. <laughs> Listen to speaking of Ilsa earlier. Uh huh. She had some iron infusions. Yes. She had like five of them. She was very excited about that. I wonder how she's doing with that. Well, uh, I know that iron can make you constipated, but I don't know if it does that if it's an infusion. I, yeah. But I it can. Let's just talk about Ilsa like she's not here. Yeah. And I wonder about her bowel habits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, publicly. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, here. Okay, here's here it is about Dr. Frazier. Doctor, it, it's part of an, a very long obituary, but uh, is, uh, Dr. Frazier practiced allergy in Asheville for 50 years. The average person knew him as a physician who took a personal interest in their particular case. When he found a patient depressed or in need of spiritual help, he was not embarrassed pray with them which i don't recall that that would not have happened in my life um yeah so there you go i mean he was he was an interesting dude oh i i was again i was lucky because he was the kind of doctor i remember my mother would go and they would talk and have a conversation in a way that never happens today with doctors doctors don't have time today they don't, but he took the time, and I remember hearing some of their conversations, and they'd talk about me like I wasn't there. You know, I'm five or six years old or something, and they, they would talk about me, and I remember Dr. Frazier was talking with mom one time, and he casually picked up a, a tongue depressor, and he uh, picked up my wrist, and on the inside of my arm, he just ran that tongue depressor down my arm about six inches no big deal and then he put my arm down and kept on talking to mom and a few minutes later he picked up my arm and he showed mom this giant welt that had come up <gasps> oh my gosh no that's the way my skin is <laughs> yeah. so um and he was trying he was explaining to her what his theories about that you know i need to not put this stuff up who the hell would ever be interested in this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think it's interesting. I, I do too. I like to, the thing that's interesting to me is the interaction part of it. Because yeah. you just you will not see that anymore. I, I, I hope somebody out there has got a doctor like that, that will listen and actively speak to you about things. I know things can go wrong when you don't. I had, I was a, uh, had a lot of ear infections and there was a ear nose and throat dude on Haywood Road I think it was a doctor and they were going to do this disgusting thing called a wick have you heard of it no they cut your eardrum and they put this piece of cloth in there oh my god and no, no, no. 
it, I, ugh, it was just, ugh. anyway, I didn't know that that was getting ready to happen. And when it happened, when, when he was doing that, I, I jumped. See, I couldn't have painkiller because I was allergic to it. So uh -huh. they, they couldn't put Novocaine spray in my ear or whatever the hell they did back then. And um, so I jumped. And when I jumped, he yelled at me. Now, can you imagine? Uh -huh. So he, he yelled at me. And then he saw Gail Corbin across the room. And he shut uh -huh. up. And he finished the procedure. Not a word was said, you know, until the procedure was done. <laughs> and then, wow. then my mother went and shut that door to the office and had a word of prayer with him. <laughs> you see? You know, so see? Your mother, she is a fierce beast, and I love that about her. Oh, my God. She is. She really is. But that's, Don't mess with your mama. Mm, no, I would not. I wouldn't. So, Including you. Nobody messes with you. Yeah, I learned the hard way, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it makes me super lucky. And I I like that I had that example of a strong female. Now we're back mm -hmm. to International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I never a lot of things didn't occur to me because they had never happened to me and I'd never witnessed it. I didn't didn't realize a lot of things until I got older. And as I got older, you know, life, just like everybody else, life. And, and I started realizing a few things. But, boy, I'm lucky to have grown up in a family that that treated the women with respect. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like back in the mountains. Poverty was rampant, and there was a code. There really is a code that's kind of an unspoken thing. But but people who were there, they're scratching out their survival and stuff. They let other people be. They, they didn't try and get up in their business. They left people alone. And you got to have privacy. And that is something that's kind of, People don't respect boundaries anymore because they've gone true. away with the need for boundaries. We have all this social media and, all, you know, cell phones and all of that. And privacy is a, a different concept than it used to be. I was talking to somebody yesterday who kind of said that. I'm paraphrasing what he said. But it's not the same as it used to be, and you can't expect it to be the same. So... And again, my brain goes over to to my mom who doesn't want to have a device in her house that would seriously help her because of the privacy concerns. Welcome to Insomnia Land. Yeah, I was just thinking, though, about social media especially is that we don't have to tell everything we know. No. You know, and there are people on social media that will... They'll blurt out some, well, they don't blurt it out, but they will write out something. And I will think, why in the world would you want a bunch of strangers to know that about uh, you? Why? Uh, I've thought that about myself um, a bunch since we started this podcast. I've thought about that. Have I just said way too much? 
Uh, and I don't know the answer. I see that too. I see people that it's like, do you not have any common sense at all? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I found a meme for that today that I'm going to put up about okay. common sense. Okay. <laughs> you should do it. I'll put, I, it, I'll uh, put it on our page. I have an, an album. Uh, the way that these Apple devices are set up in their phones, when you take a photograph, it goes into one big file that's just called recents. But if you choose to, you can put a copy of that photograph in a file that you create. So I've got a file called Weird Gals, blah, blah, blah. Right? I've got a folder called Memes. And you can share things with certain people if you want to who also have the same kind of technology. They'll have the ability to log in and see the items that you put in that album. Uh-huh. So I've got one that I share with uh, with Gary, my buddy Gary. And it's, I was looking at it. You know what? It's like 11,000 photos now. Oh, my goodness. They're all memes. Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I don't know what legacy that is. <laughs> what will they say about you? What will they say? She was a meme maniac. Uh, yeah, they won't say anything because what do I, you know, I'm just one of millions of billions of, of humans. <laughs> That's right. I don't really expect to be talked about that much. So. But speaking of things I do expect to talk about, we haven't mentioned a single song. We really haven't talked about food that much. Whoa. What the hell is up with that? Was it the full moon? <laughs> no, I think it, we got into technology. Yeah. Rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what it is. And then we started talking about doctors. Mm -mm -mm. Yep. We haven't talked about Dolly. Oh, Dolly. <laughs> well, I want to say before we get off the subject of doctors, I've got a great doctor and I love him. You're lucky too. Very lucky. I really like him a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like you have a real healthy uh, relationship with him because you've mm -hmm. told me through the years a few things and it's like well that's pretty good that you can just say that to yeah. your doctor and, yeah, yeah he's cool. a good one yeah you're lucky i am lucky i'm very lucky Most i've definitely. had some that were not so good but he's good mm -hmm. well speaking of luck no wait how can i segue that never mind i can't let me just ask you what are y'all having for supper tonight <laughs> Um. Well, I, while we have been talking, I've also been sautéing onions, peppers, mm -hmm. three different colors of of bell peppers. Yes, uh, zucchini, and I'm gonna toss that with some uh, brown rice. That's what you. I'm gonna saying. serve that over brown rice, and I fried up some bacon this mm -hmm. weekend. I think I got a little bit of that left, so I'm gonna chop that off, put it in there too. Ooh, that sounds so good. Mmm, doesn't it? It does. Sounds yummy. I don't have a clue what I'm having. I really don't. <laughs> Figure it out later, I guess. What you been listening to this week? Anything good? Hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, because you know on um, public television, they have all creatures great and small. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we have been watching the original series of that, which I loved as a kid. I loved it so much. So we've been watching that, and I just laugh and laugh and laugh. Nice. That's real nice. Yeah. I've been listening to music, too, because we got out. For my birthday, we got the record player out. Oh, cool. And Joe pulled out a box full of albums. (laughs) And I've been listening to Jethro Tull and Pink Floyd. Oh, nice. Pardon? Which Pink Floyd? Uh, Well, I started with Dark Side of the Moon since it's the 50th anniversary. Yep. That's so good. And it was funny because I was uh, dusting the piano and listening to, I think it was Dark Side of the Moon. And then the music stops and my whole body shifted and I went, it's time to turn the album over. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, it's like riding a bicycle. Your body doesn't forget how to do that stuff. It doesn't. I I love vinyl. I haven't really listened to vinyl for a long time, but I've still got some of my records and I've still got some worn out records (laughs) where I just (laughs) listened to them until they were just scratchy and all that but i can't get rid of them because i love them too much i love them too much well and it's funny and it when you listen to them again and you remember exactly where the scratches yes or the pop or the places likely to skip yes um, there are songs to this day that i hear that when i hear them on the radio i listen unconsciously some for that sound uh-huh or something and it's always a surprise when it's not there <laughs> crazy but yeah i've been listening to some music yeah i guess that's it i've got some little short pieces i need to finish up this week and get them to where they need to go well it'll be uh, good to have that done i've been out in the garden a fair amount have you i've been yeah. gathering some flower pots and just different oh, nice things. yes and i was looking at my my packet of seeds today that you got for me or for us uh, we, we finally exchanged gifts yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And thank you so much. We had so much fun. <laughs> and thank you so much for my gifts. I was, I'm very appreciative. Well, you know who to thank there. <laughs> <laughs> thank your mama for giving birth to you. There you go. <laughs> Mercy. Oh, well, you know, I'm glad for once that we've had a calmer episode because we need one every now and then I, you you think it was calm when when we're talking about international women's day it's calm, yeah compared to what it has been in the past and what i guess i guess we're being fair for it was crazy yeah, i just think i'm crazy is my problem well go with it because it's working for you <laughs> so. yeah i had an omen today because i've been you know yeah. Asking for omens and reading omens and all that stuff. And I thought, I just need to know this is all going to work out fine. It's all going to be. And then suddenly there it was, a crow flying in the same direction the car was going. And that is always a great omen to look to the future. Wow. Time, time to look to the future and let some stuff go. Oh, I know what you're talking about, I think. I just smiled real big and said, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Nice, nice. And I've seen that crow do the same thing 
at the same height as as our vehicle too. Yeah. In the last yeah. few days, in the last few days. So. Well, it's, we all have to look forward now. I mean, the whole <laughs> yes, there are people I want to punish. There are people I want to punish so hard for January the sixth. Yeah. But they're never they're never going to get punished. I need to let that go. Make your expectation as neutral as you can. Yeah, because justice is never going to be served in that situation. It's not something I have any control over. So I can let it go. Yeah, and that's the healthy thing. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.